You're listening to the Vancouver Mixtape on CJSF 90.1 FM Burnaby, campus community radio from Simon Fraser University, where we broadcast from the unceded ancestral territory of the Musqueam, Coquitlam, and Tsleil-Waututh, as well as the Squamish. You can find more episodes of the Vancouver Mixtape at cjsf.ca or on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and SoundCloud. We're also on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Van Mixtape. My name is Jesse. No Jamie this week. Well, sort of Jamie this week. Uh, We're not recording together, but he did, I'm going to be honest, the bulk of the work for this week's episode. Uh, Got together virtually, digitally, with Jody Glenham to talk about her new album, Mood Rock, which came out August 7th, edited on Bandcamp. Uh, I'm going to start things off with the last track on the record. This one has a dirty title that I'm not going to say all the way, uh, but you're going to hear it, Effers, and then you're going to hear Jamie's interview with Jody.
Vancouver Mixtape here on CJSF 90.1 FM. I'm Jamie Sesford, and with me today, uh, it's kind of been a long time coming on our end. I mean, we haven't asked you, but we've certainly been playing your music for the almost decade that we've been doing this show. Um, but we got Jody Glenham on the show today as you're gearing up for a new album. Welcome to the show, Jody Glenham. Thank you for having me. Uh, now, it's been kind of interesting on our end, uh, at least for me doing some of these interviews. I've been kind of going through like a, a bit of a nostalgia tour and like interviewing folks that kind of informed the beginnings of this show. Mm -hmm. um, but we never got around to, to interviewing. Because um, I know like we were playing like Pleasure Cruise stuff. Like, that, was, that was like day one stuff for the mixtape. Amazing. Um, and we've just been following your, your work uh since then but it's it's been interesting to me because you've been such a, a kind of a mainstay and like a staple in this music scene uh but this is like your first like full-length album that you've released in a long 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 time yeah since uh like i it's even it's hard, weird to say it out loud but since like 2009 like over oh. 10 years like and, and i've put out other stuff uh yeah. i've done like I've done, I did a, my first vinyl seven inch and I've done a couple singles since then. And I was playing in other bands, like you said, like I was in Pleasure Cruise for a bit. And then I started a project with some friends that we wrote songs for like two years and then, then life changes and like it didn't really, nothing really came of it. But um, yeah, so first solo record in 10 years. What, so what, I guess what prompted that? Like, I, were you just writing songs with the intention of a single or like single releases? Or did you sit down and make a concerted effort to write a record? Um, I think it helped, like what happened was, um, so I have my backing band, The Dreamers, and they kind of, the players in that group kind of fell together after I put out The Dreamer EP and in 2014. It was kind of around the time that band came together. And um, so we were playing songs off that EP and slowly as I was writing songs, they were kind of like being pulled, like we were starting to play them live a bit. And it just like, it sometimes it just takes a while. I mean, especially like I was touring with Louise Burns as her, as like a side musician in, in her live project. And so, yeah, it just kind of started to come together. And I realized in 2018 that I had like, that we were like the set, the live set that the band was playing at that point was like mainly stuff that hadn't been recorded, which was really exciting. And uh, yeah, and so just kind of started making baby steps to get in the studio. Um, studio space, studio time is expensive. <laughs> so it just like takes, sometimes it just takes a little bit, you know? And I think I was really caught up in just, um, <laughs> in my own head of like what success and capitalism means. So uh, definitely the last four months, I've had a bit of a, I've had a better, better idea of where my priorities need to be. And uh, maybe the next one won't take another 10 years. <laughs> well, I'd love to pick your brain on that, on that more here in a second. But I, I guess going back to the record, um, so I, how long would you say some of these songs have been marinating for? Mm -hmm. And, and for, for those older songs, have you revised and revisit, uh, revisited them uh, a fair amount? Yeah, I am. So there's eight songs on the record. Um, I've, Two of them are co-writes from a from an older project I had called Francis May, and um, so the the gentleman that I co-wrote those songs with, his name's uh, Richard Dimitrio, and he actually um, so we had a project and we wrote. He lived in Toronto and I lived here and we wrote long distance, and 
so two of those songs, RSVP and Ill Wind, I've previously released on the Kingfisher Blues 7 inch. And then I had these other songs that I had brought to the band. And so um, one of them, uh, Friday Night Lights, it was produced by Louise Burns. And uh, the co-writer, So Rich, is a bit of like, you know, he's like a, uh, he's a, he's a goth. He's a goth. That's <laughs> I have friends who are goths. I can say that. And, uh, and so Louise was actually like the person, perfect person to pull out the right, like dark tones and the right uh, nostalgia out of that tune, which was really cool. And then I produced the other song. Oh, can I say that on there? <laughs> I'm, I'm learning about this. <laughs> you know what? Um, I, can, I guess it's pre-recorded, so I can put a bleep if we want, but... Well, the song is called and uh, it's about not giving up. It's about telling all those people that doubt you to shut the up. <laughs> um, so yeah, some, some have been around for a while. Uh, like those songs with Rich, I probably wrote um, 2012, 2013. Uh, but uh, some of them are like newer, you know, within like, I, like I wrote the same year that we started the record, so 2018. Yeah, and I've got uh, new songs too, so yeah, <laughs> keep going. Now you, you mentioned kind of that, uh, the gothy tones and, and um, being in that environment. Um, is it like, is that kind of music that you gravitate to regularly or is, or is that a departure with, uh, from how you would usually approach a song? I mean, I love eighties music. I love big snare and chorus and, you know, just like the synth, like the classic eighties, like the Juno and even like the, um, Selena, like that, those types of round sounds. Um, so yeah, that, um, I guess that like brings out like goth is such a multitude of a platform, you know, it can be so many things. And I really just like dig that 80s sound. Yeah, that classic 80s sound. When it comes to releasing these, these, these songs as, as a cohesive project, um, do you find that when you, when you get to that point in the songwriting process, I guess the point being when you've like stamped them and released them to the world. Like do those songs end for you? Like, do you find that the writing process for those is, is now final and you probably won't revisit them or uh, do you figure over time that they'll change even more? Um, I do find that in the recording process, like that generally will solidify a song, especially if like the band has been kind of like, we've been going back and forth on certain ways to play things. Um, sometimes when you like, I like with Friday Night Lights, exactly. Like for example, we had tried, we had attempted to arrange that in a band format before and it wasn't quite clicking the way, um, it didn't feel right. It's like a pretty, um, it's a pretty emo song. Like I sing the lyrics like heroes and home <laughs> in it to give you an example. Um, but uh, just like, Louise helped find the right textures for that. Like when that happens, it doesn't feel cheesy and it just like, it has like the right emotive moments in it. Um, it kind of, I mean, the song is called Friday Night Lights because it's about that like, like hometown nostalgia and kind of like, um, if you know the band, like Explosions in the Sky, like I, I know that they use their music a lot in the TV show Friday Night Lights, but it's that, it's like capturing that feeling 
you know, of like the bright lights on the field and just like an epic moment happening. Totally, yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah, there are a few, few songs whose titles uh, perfectly capture the feeling of a song like that. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, can you talk a little more about that working relationship that you have uh, with Louise Burns? Like you guys, like you said, you played in her backing band and she produced a lot of this record. Um, can you maybe talk about how you guys work with one another? What are your, some things that maybe she pushes you to do that you wouldn't have necessarily considered? Yeah, so I um, I met Louise when I was working on my last full length, actually, uh, Focus Pull. I met her uh, that, that same year uh, when we were both going, we were both at South by Southwest. And uh, I was looking for a bass player to play on that album and what better bass player is there than Louise Burns uh, and she said yes and so it was really cool and we had a great time and kind of a few years later she when she was putting together her band for um, uh, Midnight Mass uh, she uh, she asked me to play keys and that kind of developed to be like a key I played guitar in her band for a bit and I mean she's just a rad lady and I love I've said this so many times but like I would like if she asked me to go to the moon I would go to the moon <laughs> with her um I've got uh in her band like we've toured India we've gone to Australia we've done Germany like it's been really cool to kind of have that side and know her through that and then to transition to having her in the production seat is so amazing um I've never tracked vocals with a vocalist before. And I mean, she's so much more than just a vocalist, but she's a very talented singer and uh, vocal arranger. And so to just have that power, like, and those ideas coming back back at you and to have someone also, cause she knows me and like my, my voice so well, um, to have her just be like, either like, you can sing that better or like, try this no try like you know just like tweaking these little things that those nuances really that's what people feel right and just um i have always had this feeling like when i'm tracking vocals that uh i always feel like i just always sing the same you know i'm just like oh kind of like i'm like yeah that's good that's good enough because like i'm just gonna like do the same thing right where she knows those as the outside ear she has that like idiosyncrasy like she's like no this is the take this is the take and you for, that works really well for me to have a producer that can make those calls. And then just to like, yeah, she, we had a great time in the studio. We're actually working on a Christmas EP together. Oh, really? Yeah. So I have a few original Christmas songs and uh, we are going into the studio pretty soon, actually. Um, when this airs, uh, so we'll, we'll be actually like starting on the Monday, the 17th. So, oh, really? Yeah, there'll be a couple of Christmas songs out before the end of the oh, year. Oh, oh, lucky us. Yeah. So just to go back to what you're saying with how she, like, um, I guess, is as a singer is able to kind of help produce that a little bit. Was there a song in, uh, in particular where she was able to, I guess, draw out your best vocalist? Um, well, Friday Night Lights is a great example, but um, I also, um, so uh, Raymond Richards was the other producer on the record, and he, um, I, so Raymond produced some of the music of the tracks, and then I recorded vocals with Louise for, um, in particular, the song The Sound, which I released in May, and that that one, like that song is about, it, it really plays off like the singing delicate and the band plays delicate. And then there's like, by the end of it, like 
everybody's screaming. Like when we first started playing that song live, um, I actually put, uh, my apologies to Claire Danes, but I actually put like Claire Danes cry face <laughs> on the set list because I was, I had Rebecca Gray from Yukon Blonde playing bass in my band. And I had my friend Jillian Damborg um, singing backups. And so it was like three part harmony. And by the time that song builds, it's just like voice on voice. And it's like, like emotional singing does not look pretty. And so we had that Claire Danes cry face just to be like, okay, go for it, you know? And I feel like, especially live, that song really um, resonates with people. And so to have Louise in the producer's chair, like making those, like she, she, she could feel when that was happening. And that's, that's hard to do with, uh, with recording with specific stuff, you know? Right. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> um, um, you mentioned the sound uh, and you released a video for the sound. Yeah. That is like really uh, like a slick looking video. Can you, maybe talk, you. can you maybe talk about the production of that? It's got this big like um, like Gatsby vibe to it almost. Yeah, uh, like a Car Car Caravaggio, um, kind of like a Phantom of the Opera. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Yeah, like Vampire Island sort of. <laughs> yeah, totally. Can you talk about like, a, I guess, like the idea behind that and how easily were you sold on that for that song? Because I, I find sonically and visually it just pairs so well. Oh, well, I mean, so the director and creative mind behind it, uh, Brendan William Fletcher uh, from Faked Potatoes, he, um, he's a friend of mine. We've done some photo shoots in the past. Um, he's really into like witchy stuff, which is totally my vibe. And um, he came to see the live band play. He caught our set at Catalano last summer. And after the set, he came up to me and he just like, grabbed my hand and like just like because sometimes when it's busy it's hard to like you know you're just like you're seeing everybody after you play he just like grabbed my hand he's like the sound is anyone making a video for it I was like no he's like I got you like he just like had this whole he just knew and actually it's interesting so originally the concept included so just to give some background of the visual to someone that hasn't seen it um we shot it with a green screen and the background is like me walking through a castle and these things happen and there's like this richness in the design and uh there's a whole story that happens but um that's kind of the visual thing and so brendan built these sets in 3d rendering and like filmed me in front of a green screen and originally it was not like i wasn't going to be in it it was going to be like filmed on location somewhere and there's going to be people and all these things and then COVID happened and uh, we just rethought, he rethought the idea, you know, and he like learned 3D rendering and there's like a twist at the end that he like, there's like an aging backwards thing that happens. And like, he like made, like used an iPhone app to make that happen. And just yeah. like a brilliant creative mind, honestly, like, wow. And Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> it just looks, I mean, it's, I'm so, like, I can't, I can't praise him enough, you know. Have you been, ever been a part of, like, a, a video production like that before? I know you've released videos before, but that, that seemed to be, or at least it looks like it's, like, big, big scale. Yeah, um, I, probably the closest for, like, a big video, like, um, I did a Story High video for Ill Wind. Oh, right, had, right, right. Like, uh, had like a few different locations and that sort of thing. But um, this, I like, 
yeah, I am so proud of the sound. The video is, it, especially because it was like, it was like a secondary concept, but it like pulled together so amazing. And it just like, I, I feel like that's, that's how it was meant to be, you know? Yeah. yeah. Brendan is the guy in the video. And so like we shot at social distance. We like, it was green. You know what I mean? Like it was kind of because of the parameters of making it, but like to be able to make it in when we did, it was, it's a great memory to have of this year. Let's have good memories. Of this year. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm all for that. Uh, but that's as good of a uh, uh, segue as possible. Uh, let's get to the sound right now. Uh, you're listening to it here on the Vancouver Mixtape. When we come back, we're going to chat with Jody a little more about selling a record in times of COVID. <laughs> Baby, you're the one standing in sun, basking all around. I want to know.
that was the sound by Jody Glennon. You're listening to it on the Vancouver mixtape. That's off of uh, her brand new album, Mood Rock. Um, so it is a pandemic when your album is coming out. Yeah. Um, there's not. I know. I know. Uh, you've you've done some uh, stream uh, some streaming shows, mm-hmm. um, but how how do you promote this thing when you can't perform it? Um. You know, it's it, I, it, it has been a challenge, but I, I feel really fortunate the fact that it was done and it was just kind of like in like the very final stages of, of like post, you know, like I'm um, just kind of like finding artwork and that sort of stuff, kind of like the fun stuff that you can do at home, which was really nice. Um, it's obviously there's been uh, a lot of a lot of important things that have been uh, brought to our attention in the last few months as well. So that's been a bit um, just like being aware of how much space I'm taking up. I mean, the sound that like that is a song about literally like knowing about the type of like the space that you take up in. It's about like the, the space that you take up in a music scene. Basically it's about me being a woman in the music scene and the men, you know, kind of like getting ahead faster. Um, But uh so just like being aware and like really like taking the time to dive in and genuinely like learn about things involved with like Black Lives Matters and like being uh, an, an assertive ally and that sort of thing. Um, and even, I mean, even just having the, learning the language around all of it. Um, so I did take some space. Like uh, originally the album was gonna come out in June and uh, we, just, I, I mean, when I say we, I mean me, <laughs> uh, pushed it back a little bit. Uh, and yeah, I mean, I kind of, I didn't want to keep sitting on it because it had been so long and it just kind of felt like it was time for it to come out and art still happens. And so, yeah, we were touring a lot. Like we were playing in the States quite a bit um, and we had some festivals booked that were leading up to the release that were canceled. Um, but you know, it's people still listen to music. People need this, people need new things. I mean, I just got a puppy and I realized like every time I like show him a toy that he hasn't seen in like six hours, like it's a new fresh thing. It's just, it's yeah. It's, and it's just nice. It's like a, I don't know. I made it for people to hear it. So I want people to hear it. Even if it's like the, people that follow me on Instagram, you know what I mean? They're like my friends or I don't know. Music always, I find like when, uh, when you finally release something into the world, the song feels different. Like it doesn't belong to you anymore. And the preciousness that you have about all those steps that you took to, to write it and to record it and all those like grueling decisions you made while mixing it or whatever, like it just kind of like doesn't matter anymore. And it's just, it exists you know, and it gets to be something for someone else. So yeah. Does that answer your question? <laughs> it, it, it kind of does, but like that, it's interesting you say that because um, that's kind of been a, a revelation. Every time I do interviews with artists, especially the artists whose, whose career uh, like we've, we've followed for, for a while. Like it, it's always strange to me knowing that there was a whole life of this song or like the, 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 these records prior to me listening to it mm-hmm. and like any experience that i have or that that i codify onto that song is like 
nothing nothing to do with what what you put into writing it right so mm-hmm. it's, it's always interesting getting that the, the backlog uh, on how much you worked in, on it and how many players were involved and kind of your story with that song mm-hmm. so, um but you, you mentioned in in the sound uh that that song is largely about um taking up like how I guess the space is is divided in the local or in the music scene in general. Um, I guess amongst, I guess men taking up a lot of the space. Um, can you talk a little bit about over the course of your career, um, especially in Vancouver, but not exclusively too? Uh, how have you found the scene has changed over the time? Has there been more space? Uh, created for women, or, or I guess a better question is, have women been able to create that space themselves? Um, and are people, I guess, prioritizing that in this scene? Yeah, I I find that Vancouver itself is like, I find it to be a very rewarding uh, community to be a part of. Um, it's supportive and i mean it's a tough city to make music in as well because it's hard to get people to shows that's just a reality of living in a city that's expensive like people just can't afford to do a ton of uh things or you know we're we're obviously speaking pre-covid but you know probably post-covid as well um and I, I think like I think that's also why because I I'm I'm a songwriter first and I've kind of been like gravitating towards different styles of music. If you have been following uh, what I've been putting out, like I've kind of like delved into some like broke pop rock sort of stuff with Focus Pool and that sort of thing, and then kind of went towards more of this like dreamy sound. And I feel like that happened because the in like the indie rock, the quote unquote indie rock scene here, but like the alt alt rock, the like art pop, like those kind of um, bands like they're just like I've I've found my community with them, you know. Um, I definitely historically, it's been more difficult. Uh, especially, I mean, you brought up Pleasure Cruise, and just to talk about uh, Burger Records getting called out, like, and like it's no surprise. And it it I'm glad it happened. And I'm glad we're talking about it. And it's hard, like these things are hard to talk about because it always feels like gossip when you talk about it. We're like taught to feel like, you know, that is, uh, that side should be, um, like, uh, I can't find the words right now. But um, so like with Pleasure Cruise, I feel like I encountered, not within Pleasure Cruise, but with a lot of the bands that we were playing with because we were playing surf rock and that kind of like fun pop garage rock sort of stuff. We were opening for a lot of Burger Records bands and you'd feel it like there's just this like animosity and just like these people like just like don't i don't know they're just like they just don't care you know and like that spirals down to other like really really shitty behavior and uh vancouver itself every city can be better but i find i've found a really lovely community here with the bands that i know and i've played with and i get to go see so (laughs) Jesse and I both feel a little out of touch with like the newer scenes that have popped up, but I think we were very, we we're much more paying closer attention to the scenes that, that maybe you had been inhabiting a little more. Um, and just like looking at the new crop that has kind of taken over the scene, um, they, they seem to like really have 
set some firm, um, not firm like restrictions or anything, but I've, I've just like really been uh, cultivating their spaces with intent. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, which has been really good to see. Um, and you I, know, and I, a lot of these, a lot of the people that are doing that are like in the early 20s. Like it's the young, younger people in the scene, like Cushy Entertainment is was is doing was doing is doing like really wonderful curating and like uh, yeah and red gates always got great stuff playing and a good a good environment and you know it's it's cool to see thank you vancouver we thank can you. always do better but thank you vancouver <laughs> totally and it, it, it is nice too to hear at least um from you a little bit of optimism with uh about playing music in Vancouver in general, because I know mm-hmm. that's, that isn't necessarily the case. Um, and I know that there's a lot of, a lot of artists, especially artists that we really like. Uh, and if, uh, for people that have listened to our show before, you'll say any of our, um, our interviews with like Jeff Kincaid or like Devours, like he's exhausted, exhausted in playing music in this scene. Um, and, and so it's nice to hear from somebody, at least like somebody who's got, um, uh, Pull some weight in this scene, like actually talk. Oh, jeez. <laughs> like, uh, talk, talk a little bit of fav- favor- favorably. I mean, when you mentioned Jeff's name, I got super excited. So <laughs> it's funny. Like I mentioned Jeff's name to anybody, and that's the reaction everybody seems to have. But um, yeah, he that's actually, a- um, he did some work on the record. He did the he did a remix of Barely Alive. That's not released yet it's a secret little it's a secret it's a secret yeah um this it's going to be coming out on a kingfisher blues seven inch at some point soon and uh the intro from that remix is actually the intro of the album it's the intro of barely alive so oh that like stupid yeah well that's great um so uh, the the album is mood rock it came out august 7th Mm -hmm. um and I, I guess, like, what's next? Like, you got a record out. You talked about a Christmas album coming out. There's a, a remix 7-inch um, mm-hmm. that, that is looking to potentially come out. Um, what else can we expect? Are there going to be any, I guess, online shows or anything like that? Yeah. Um, so, I, like, the, the troubleshooting that I've discovered with uh, doing a lot of the live streams is just that the audio technology just, like, wasn't built for having a guitar strum in the background of singing, like the compression kind of throws weird. And there, they were a really, like there was a time, like I'd say in April when it was like a really lovely thing that was happening. Um, the, the can candor of them. And you kind of like, you get pulled into uh, that moment with the artist. If you love the artist, um, I thought that was really cool. Um, like I watched Sarah Harmer's and that was like a really lovely thing. Um, and what I see that a lot of artists are doing now, more so now, especially like I'd say like Phoebe Bridgers um, is doing kind of like you do these pseudo pre-produced fun things. And I think those work really well. They're still special. They're special in a different way than a live show or then, and then they sound better than, you know, just like a Instagram or like a, Zoom, um, Zoom actually might be a cool thing to explore a little bit more because I know that there's more audio um, capability to it, and you can like run, um, you can run the audio through 
something to, I, I did two Zoom performances for Girls Rock Camp Seattle for the campers uh, a few weeks ago. And that was actually my, like, I had the most fun during that one. It was really cool. There was a question and answer afterwards. And just to have that energy coming back at you was really, that was really cool. Um, so uh, I'm working on producing like a little fun live, pre-recorded live thing. It'll be like a memento of the times. Um, and then the, working on the Christmas EP, gonna have that out before the end of the year. And uh, writing another record. I mean, when you can't tour a record, you just make another record, I guess. Um, I'm, I will have a small run of vinyl that will be available in September through Kingfisher Blues as well with the full length. And yeah, just uh, I might make another couple of videos. I don't know, man. Yeah, <laughs> I might start can. a baking channel. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Listen to the record while you bake sourdough. Yeah. No, it makes sense. It's a, it's a solid sourdough baking record. Oh, thank sure. you. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> cool. Well, we're going to end on the track uh, Flowers. Uh, Jody, thanks again for uh, for joining me and doing this interview hey, and thanks uh, so much for having me yeah and uh yeah well, looking forward to that vinyl release awesome cool take care bye bye flowers make me think of you baby's breath and something blue flowers make
Welcome back to the Vancouver Mixtape on CJSF 90.1 FM Burnaby, campus community radio from Simon Fraser University, online at cjsf.ca, where you can find past episodes of the show, as well as on Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and SoundCloud. I'm Jesse. You just heard Jamie's interview with Jody Glenham. Her new record, Mood Rock, is out now. Uh, you, the songs you heard are the last three tracks on that record. Uh, Flowers, just now. The sound in the middle of that interview. And the swear word titled Effers uh, to kick things off on this episode of the mixtape. Got about 20 minutes left. And uh, going to turn towards uh, a bit of an ode to something that we lost this year, among many things. Uh, Music Waste finally announcing after postponing this year's show due to COVID that uh, in light of the ongoing conversations about uh, systemic racism and the way that the festival has uh, failed to include some voices or failed to done the work to, to really create an inclusive, accessible uh, event, uh, they're deciding to to take a break this year to, to reflect on on what could be and what has been, which is disappointing uh, because we love shows, but uh, encouraging because it shows uh, a desire to to adapt and change, which is absolutely necessary. So uh, I'm going to play a bunch of tracks by some bands who were going to play Music Waste this year. Uh, most of them are new to the tape, although there's a couple couple returnees, and they're not all bands either. It's artists, I should, should say. And uh, the first one I'm going to play is also uh, a bit of a tribute to, uh, well, now former CITR programming coordinator Madeline, who used to be a CJSFer and is uh, moving on to, to newer and bigger things, was planning to play uh, Music Waste with uh, the new band Plexiglass, but not to be. So uh, Madeline, enjoy the next part of your, your journey. You'll be missed at CITR and uh, by proxy here at CJSF. And uh, for now, you out there, listen to this track by Plexiglass called Car Tapes. Oh, oh, oh. 
by Laverne. Before that, a track called My Baby's Got a Car by Dawson Sometimes. And kicking things off, Car Tapes by Plexiglass. Good luck, Madeline. Up next, new music from Ada Wolf called Danger.
Tell me how you wanna go Spraying ammunition Praying I ain't missing Putting shameless statisticians Anybody wanna go They can have ignition Play the track and listen What I'm seeing, that's the vision Cause the music's for the people The studio's a bistro Prepping up the finest Cause I line I'm a provider Free food spiking everything with needles The shit should be illegal Divide them by the single Every single pound is lethal I got blood all on my easel Spilling more if I need to I implore and beseech you not to let you get medieval Only seconds to the sequel The next is just as evil That's where the Tarantino fuck a B-roll I've been rolling with my coupe Trying to find some action to produce Then you got gorillas in your zoo What you gonna do though when that dogs come through When that dogs come through With my coupe Trying to find some action to produce Then you got gorillas in your zoo Tell me how you wanna go Swinging like Muhammad Breathing hydroponic till I'm seeing time go chronic Only seconds left to go Still ain't time to call it Been a grindaholic, I ain't get it, I don't want it Cause my bones are bruised, I've been broken I've been grueling all of my days And my joints are juiced, I'm not joking Can't no fluid fall from my face Multiple contusions and bulging I'm that dude, it's all about hate I hate you if you're in my way I make moves, I'm told and I say But I've come to hit the master Fuck the mistress after Squirt some chill, then burn the building Turn destruction in the life Chuckling in the face of capture I'm suffocating stature They can stagger Stay and scatter Dean a factor When I'm rolling with my crew Trying to find some action to produce Then you got gorillas in your zoo What you gonna do though When that dogs come through When that dogs come through With my crew Trying to find some action to produce Then you got gorillas in your zoo What you gonna do though When that dogs come through When that dogs come I've been grinding, cooling all of my days. I've been grinding, cooling all of my days. I've been grinding, cooling all of my days. All I do with all of my wage, I make moves, I told and I slave. I've been grinding, cooling all of my days. I've been grinding, cooling all of my days. I've been grinding, cooling all of my days. All I do with all of my wage, I make moves, I told and I slave. Rolling with my crew, trying to find some action to produce. Then you got the what you gonna do though when the dogs come through? When the dogs come through with my crew, with my crew, trying to find some action to produce. Then you got gorillas in your zoo. In your zoo. What you gonna do though when the dogs come through? When the dogs come through. Tell me how you wanna go. Spraying ammunition, praying I ain't missing, putting shameless statisticians. Anybody wanna go? They can have ignition. Track and listen what I'm seeing, that's the vision Tell me how you wanna go Swinging like Muhammad Breathing hydroponic till I'm seeing time go chronic Only seconds left to go Still ain't time to call it Been a grindaholic, I ain't get it, I don't want it Reservoir Dogs by Eke. Before that, Danger by Adawolf. Uh, that's it for the Vancouver Mixtape here on CJSF. I'm Jesse. Next week, Jamie will be back. Thanks to Jody Glenham for joining us this week. Oh, for joining Jamie, I suppose, and me digitally. Uh, her new record, Mood Rock, is out now. You can find it on Bandcamp and other streaming places. 
You can find past episodes of the mixtape at cjsf.ca, on the Google Play Store, Apple Podcasts, and on SoundCloud. We'll be back next week with more stuff. I'll see you then. Bye.